2: Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see oceanside relaxation at a fine hotel and resort
0: property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex.
3: I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington.
1: what's up everybody? Jason McIntyre, straight fire! Tuesday, November 24th. Um, I'm trying to get excited about this show, and the problem is I really want to go in on Tom Brady. And it's a beautiful Thanksgiving week, we've got a lot to be thankful for here in this shitty year that has been 2020. But, oh man, it's, it's going to be tough for me to hold back, folks. Um, and not just because I was on the Bucks in the contest. I gave it out on Friday's podcast. Love the Bucks in this spot. And, folks, I don't think there's any way to slice it other than Tom Brady looks totally washed. I mean, you saw him in that game, folks. It was an embarrassment. One for nine on passes 15 or more yards downfield with two interceptions. The Rams don't respect his arm. Good defenses don't respect Tom Brady's arm. It's okay to say, Tom Brady's washed, and then say, it's fine. He's the greatest player to play quarterback in NFL history. Both these things can be true. He can be the greatest of all time and currently look washed. That's the problem. Tom Brady right now with an elite skill position set. He got his guy Gronk. He got Leonard Fournette for nothing. Godwin, Evans, they got Antonio Brown. Tom Brady attempted on Monday Night Football 48 passes for a total of 216 yards with Evans, Godwin, Antonio Brown, and Gronk, and the Rams were sitting on everything because they know Brady don't have the arm. He doesn't have it. He's faced four good defenses this year. They haven't beaten any of them. The Saints totally shut down Brady twice. And, I, you know, I thought that after the opener— You know, Brady wasn't that bad. And, you know, if you squint really hard, both interceptions, you know, the pick six was bad, but the other one not totally on him. And that's when you start making excuses because he's Tom Brady. But then you remove the emotion from it. And you just look with a clear eye. You say, man, he he does not look like a good quarterback. Jared Goff outplayed him. There's no denying that. That's straight up Jared Goff, despite two bad interceptions, trying to give the game away. Jared Goff definitely outplayed Tom Brady on Monday Night Football. Goff, by the way, 51 passes, 376 yards. By the way, Cooper Cup was the best receiver on the field. I don't want to hear it. Like Cooper Cup is unguardable. I mean that guy is phenomenal, and I don't. This is not a Bucks team that you have to worry about in the playoffs. Honestly, I I, I don't see what's going to change. Tom Brady's arm is not magically going to be able to uncork passes down the field that you have to respect. He's not even close on some of these deep shots. And you know how we talked about on Monday when Pat Mahomes got the ball, fourth quarter, trailing, Mahomes has this. He's got it. That used to be the feeling for Tom Brady. And I kind of had that sense. I'm watching the game. Again, we're still on vacation here. Not really a vacation, like a little getaway. And we're hanging out with some friends, socially distanced. Everybody took a COVID test. Um, and we're like, okay, Brady, he's got this. This is the perfect spot. Tom Brady, under the primetime lights, rebounding from his um, his ugly performances in primetime this year. And they get near midfield, and he just tosses. what I don't know what that lollipop garbage was over the middle. And it was just landing right in the breadbasket. Basically, for the second time, that safety didn't... He had to do nothing. Two of the easiest interceptions he's ever going to get. And listen, Rob G., I hope I'm not coming down too hard on Brady, saying he looks washed, and I, I no longer thre- think that the Bucks are a viable Super Bowl team. Um, but the funniest meme I saw on Monday night was one of my favorite shows, Scooby-Doo. And it had one of the Scooby-Doo characters pulling a mask off the bad guy who was in police custody, and the mask was of Tom Brady, and under the mask was Jameis Winston. <laughs> and I couldn't stop laughing at it. I, I just, I was just like, you know, this is kind of spot on. I don't know, Rob G., is it too incendiary of a take? Are people going to drop their phone if I say that Jameis Winston might give this team a better chance this year because of his arm?
6: Oh, of course not. And, and the biggest reason is because the Tom Brady Bruce Arians marriage is a terrible one. They they want to do two different things. Like it's clear, and it was clear since week one. Tom Brady does not have the arm to to throw these deep passes. He just doesn't. There's a reason, like you mentioned, he was what was it? One of nine with two picks. Yeah. Last night, I mean, Bruce Arians is that hug it, chuck it football. Let's get downfield. Uh, Big Ben style and Tom Brady wants to dink and dunk Chad Pennington his way down the field. So when Tom Brady's doing Tom Brady things, throwing these six yard passes to Antonio Brown, Scotty Miller, maybe a tight end here and there or a quick screen to, to Mike Evans. Great. As soon as he tries to stretch the field, he's terrible. He sucks. He, he can't do it. And so until Bruce Arians is going to admit, Hey, this guy has a noodle arm they're going to continue to lose to good defenses.
1: Now, the, the, the one thing, Rob G., that I saw people pushing back on was, well, they don't have a running game. They ran 18 times for 42 yards, Jay. Okay, um, did you see the Rams? 20 carries, 37 yards. I mean, they don't have a running game either. <laughs> you know, you don't really need a running game to be that successful in 2020. You can pass to set up the run. The problem is nobody respects Brady's arm that they have to play deep. You don't have to play too over the top because Brady's not completing that stuff. So you can cram the line of scrimmage. The Saints diagnosed this perfectly, and the Rams did it again. I mean, listen, if not for two golf gifts to give the Bucks 10 points in the second half, uh, guys, uh, Rams win this one handily. I'm sorry, a Tampa Bay right now, not a Super Bowl contender in the NFC. They're just not. They can live off Brady's uh, reputation for a long time. I mean, maybe they show up next weekend against the Chiefs, and here's why, and I'll even preface this. Brady has struggled against good elite defenses, right? Bears locked him up. Giants did a pretty good job. Saints twice. Um, Rams Monday night. The Chiefs, next weekend's opponent, they're not a good defense. Derek just shredded them. Brady will have opportunities to move the football on them. And a quick word on this Tampa defense that we have gassed up a little bit after they dominated Aaron Rodgers Um, Would they have a pick six, another interception. It really bottled up Green Bay. They could not guard Cooper Cup at all. I mean, go look at the tape. Cooper Cup just torching guys left and right. It was embarrassing. And like big third downs to set up that field goal. Goff rolling out, hitting Cooper Cup. It's like every down, the Rams had guys running free everywhere. I'm telling you, other than the Godwin touchdown pass late, where it looked like a pick play the refs missed, Tampa had nobody open. I don't know, guys. I- I'm worried about Tampa, and this is not an overreaction to one game. Again, this is Tampa Bay struggling against a good opponent. I don't want to hear 46 points on the Panthers, scored eight, eight straight possessions. Who gives a rip? What did they do against the Saints? They got their teeth kicked in. What did they do against the Rams? Lost. Those are at home. They got Chiefs up next. I don't know, guys. I- I'm kind of souring. On Tampa Bay. Now, let me ask you, Rob G., I think the Rams are kind of a good team. They look to me like a well rounded unit. Aaron Donald was pretty quiet, but overall, they hit Brady. Ramsey's really good. Uh, They're well coached. Uh, As long as Goff doesn't screw it up, this team, I think they could get to the Super Bowl out of the NFC.
6: Absolutely, and I think um, what well, a lot of us expected the Rams' offense to bounce back. Because Sean McVay is just too smart, he's too sharp, and like you mentioned, Cooper Cup and Robert Woods are outstanding wide receivers. They they may be, if not the best, one of the best wide receiver tandems in football because they're so interchangeable. But what I'm shocked at is their defense, which lost so many guys to free agency, and and. You know, Aaron Donald is great. Jalen Ramsey is great. We knew they'd have two guys, but there's a lot of defenses that have two really good players. It's not any good. You know, their back end with all those unproven guys have really shown out this season. You know, they got a cast off at defensive end. What, is it a uh, Leonard Floyd? I think from, Floyd, from yeah. the Chicago Bears. Monster game uh,
1: last week against Seattle. Played
6: really well. And and real quick, I know we didn't really plan on talking about this, but one of the big stories that came out of last night's game. Is Tom Brady once again refusing to shake hands with a quarterback who beat him? Your thoughts on Tom Brady? Is he being a poor sport, or does that nah, really matter
1: to you? I don't put a lot of stock in that. I mean, I, I haven't played at that level, obviously. But what I'm ticked off, yeah, whatever. You don't shake hands. I mean, I, I, I think that's overrated. I saw Shannon Sharp was going in. Listen, when 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 you're down, they're going to try to kick you. Um, I, overall, like I don't know. This, let's not make this out to be Isaiah Thomas and the Pistons not shaking, walking past the Bulls bench and refusing to shake hands, or that Jim Harbaugh moment um, from from Sunday with uh, with Vrabel of the Titans, um, where it was basically like I'm not shaking your hand. Brady just like walked off, pissed. Right? He didn't. At least I didn't see him dodge golf, Did you?
6: No, he just took off. But I just think it's funny that when he wins, he has no problem going right to the midfield and shaking everybody's hands. He's an intense competitor.
1: And I'm not totally defending Brady. You know my fun Brady story was uh, when I was a reporter at Us Weekly back in the day. In New York City, obviously there's like parties every night. Hey, Jason, this person's going to be here. This person's going to be there. And one time they say, Jason, there's a Victoria's Secret event. Tom Brady's going to be there. Well, (laughs) of course I'm going to that. And um, I roll up and... It was kind of, it was like at a lounge, so it wasn't totally packed. And this was, shucks, this was like 2005, before he was a mega, mega star. And I see him, and I, you know, whatever. I'm not, I'm not really uh, super impressed by anybody or afraid to talk to anybody. Um, so I just roll up, and Brady was hanging out with some of his buddies. And I was like, hey, Tom, you got a quick second uh, from Us Weekly? Uh, just, can I just got just ask you some questions. He's like, all right. You know, he'd been drinking, obviously. So I, he's like, all right, yeah, sure. And asked him a couple questions. And I had brought my roommate, um, this dude who played football at Penn State. And he's just standing there just slack-jawed, like, oh, my gosh, you're talking to Brady? What? Um, he was just stunned. And I asked Brady a couple questions. And I won't forget, you know, he's a friendly guy. And we're just joking around, whatever. Um out of the blue, this Victoria's Secret model walks up just like I, like I don't even exist. Like, I'm not there talking to Brady. And she just starts talking to him in the middle of it. And that was it. Like, Brady, he didn't need to signal. Victoria's Secret model rolls up to Brady starts talking to him. It's over. That's a wrap. So I just casually backed out. And that was it. Uh, I don't remember what he said. It was nonsense. It didn't matter. It was something related to sports or whatever. Um Brady was always, and there was another time I talked to him at a Super Bowl party. They, um, I think it was in Jacksonville, maybe. And I don't think it was Jacksonville. So I'd have to look it up. But he was always friendly. Like, he's a nice guy. Now, obviously, now he's a massive global star. Um, Things have changed a little bit. But yeah, I mean, listen, I, I respect everything he's done. I'm a Jets fan, so I was never a Brady fan. But it's impossible to not respect what he's accomplished. And again, we saw Peyton Manning. Really struggle at the end of his career with Denver. Um, I he rode an awesome defense to that Super Bowl win. I don't think this Tampa defense is that good. We thought they were great and statistically they look good, but I mean they just they got rolled. I thought by Golf and the Rams. So uh, Bucks are still going to the playoffs, uh, and I do think. Let me just preface this, Rob G. I had a rough weekend in gambling. Um, it happens. This is uh, 11 weeks, eight successful, three not successful. Um, and I do think that the Bucks bounce back against Patrick Mahomes because, again, they'll be able to move the football in that Chiefs defense the same way Derek Carr has easily twice. But I will be monitoring very closely Bruce Arians this week because you know he's going to be pissed. I will be watching that closely. Brady's going to be kicked a lot this week. People are going to take shots at him and it'll be interesting to see how he bounces back. All right, so little tweak to the show. We are going to change it up and go to the NBA quickly. I have an interesting NBA topic I think you guys will like.
2: You put it off long enough, it's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on-and-off-road adventure.
7: And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card.
8: Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it.
7: And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express.
0: Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast and this time
1: And Stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon.
8: We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon.
1: All right, I thought this would be a fun exercise with the NBA draft behind us. NBA free agency over with the exception of possibly James Harden and Russell Westbrook, although... I don't think Russell Westbrook swings any team at all. I don't think he moves the meter for a team. I do think Harden would, but uh, we'll operate under the assumption that neither of them is going to a team in the West. I'm going to rank the West teams right now going into the season 1 through 8. Season begins less than a month from now. And a key to remember in all this is is 72 games, right? So if you are one of those bad teams, you maybe have a little bit of a better chance. Uh, If you did not participate in the playoffs or the bubble at all, you haven't played in seven months. You're very rested, whereas teams like, well, I don't know, the Lakers, the Nuggets, they're going to be a little tired. Here are my top eight in the West heading into the season. Number one, this one's obvious, the Lakers. They got immensely better, upgraded the bench significantly, got younger. They're a little worse defensively, uh, losing Howard and Avery Bradley and Rondo, but I do think overall Lakers are the best team in the West. Number two, don't have to think too hard about this one. It's the Clippers. Uh, yes, they did lose Montrez Harrell, but they saved face adding Serge Ibaka. You could even argue Ibaka is a slight upgrade. I would not argue that, but I can understand it if somebody did want to do that. Uh, they also added Luke Kennard over Landry Shamet. I'm sure Rob G is chuckling. Rob G is going to take apart my eight after I do them. Um, so I got Lakers one, Clippers two. Number three, a bit of a curveball. I think the Portland Trailblazers are going to be an awesome team this year, folks. I'm telling you, they had health issues big time last year. They go into this season healthy. They add Robert Covington, the wing they have not really had. Uh, I think defensively, he's going to be the guy. Hey, they got Kawhi or Paul George. Go do one of them. Uh, you got to guard LeBron. Like, the Blazers really missed a wing. Um, I think Nurkic is going to be good for them. I think Rodney Hood coming back from injuries big. I am bullish. I am buying all of the Portland Trailblazers stock. Enos Cantor, eh. Gary Trent, I like what I saw uh, from in the bubble. I think Derek Jones is is not, not a bad, you know, number eight or nine guy. I think Portland's the third best team in the West. Number four, Dallas Mavericks, Luka Doncic. That's all I need to say, right, Luka? Um, they were seventh in the West last year, but again, they were uh, th- they were two wins from being fourth. So this team has a lot of growth upside. And I listen, a lot of it's going to hinge on Porzingis, okay? If Porzingis is healthy, the sky's the limit for this team. They got better defensively on the wing with Josh Rock- Richardson from uh, Philly. Uh, obviously losing Seth Curry is big, but I, I think Dallas... And there's a big log jam at three through eight. I have Dallas four. I have Denver five. A uh, bit of a step back, just a little one. They lose Jeremy Grant, who was a key contributor on that defense. They lose Tory Craig. So you lose your pretty much your two best wing defenders. And inserted is Michael Porter Jr., who doesn't know what defense is. He's great at offense. Uh, they also lost the Plumlee brother. So that's basically three of your top eight. Okay, Uh, they kept that dinosaur Paul Millsap. Uh, I think they signed Jermichael Green. He's not bad. Um, But overall, I think Denver takes a little step back. And again, I think they will be exhausted. Remember, they had that seven uh, full-length series against Utah, full-length series against the Clippers, and they kind of ran out of gas against the Lakers. So Denver five. Golden State Warriors sixth. I know you've been waiting uh, for the post-Clay Thompson analysis. I still think they're going to be good. Uh, I believe in Steph Curry, Draymond Green, We'll see about Andrew Wiggins, um, Kelly Oubre. You know, if you play fantasy basketball, you want to get Kelly Oubre on your team. Nobody plays fantasy basketball. I just thought I'd toss that out there. Um, Warriors 6. I got Utah 7. Um, there's a lot to like, actually, about the Jazz. Uh, Gobert's staying. Spider Mitchell's staying. Yeah, this is this is going to be a good team. Bogdanovich, the Serbian plumber. Remember, he missed the uh, the bubble. With an injury, that obviously was a big loss. Um, but this is a good team. Jordan Clarkson is is money off the bench. It's going to be the same old story for Utah. Good regular season team. What happens when they get to the playoffs? And uh, Again, I don't know if they get out of the first round. Uh, seven, oh, seven is the Jazz. And eight. This was tough because there's several teams contending. Um, OKC's not one of them, but Memphis is going to be a contender for that eight spot. The Spurs are always going to be there. Sacramento, we'll see. The Pelicans and Zion, boy, do we need Zion in the playoffs. The Timberwolves, desperate to avoid uh, missing the playoffs with D'Angelo Russell and uh, Carl Anthony Towns. I'm going with eight, Chris Paul and D. Book. Devin Booker and the Suns at eight, and then they get stomped out by the Lakers in the first round. But those are my top eight in the West. Lakers Clippers, Blazers Mavs, Nuggets Warriors, Jazz Suns. Now, Rob G., you've had a few minutes to digest this eight. Obviously, it's impeccable, but maybe you can find a hole or two. Where do you love it or hate it?
6: Well, my biggest issue with your list involves uh, the Denver Nuggets. And I know the Jeremy Grant loss was huge. I'm not too high on Tory Craig. I don't think that really makes much of a difference for them. But I'm banking on the development of Michael Porter Jr. being the offset difference of Jeremy Grant. So I have them as actually the number two seed. in the the west above the clips above the clippers and only because i think that they'd take the regular season seriously i don't think the clippers are going to i think that um we've seen with Kawhi leonard you know i only play maybe once a week if that so (laughs) you know we'll see how that goes but um i got the clippers at three uh i actually have the blazers at four so we're kind of right there okay you know in in the same ballpark i think that uh you know, your case could be made. They're the greatest eighth seed in NBA history. That's what I've been told, you know, even though they went out in five games to my Lakers. But they are— well, Wait, uh,
1: also, two years ago, they went to the Western Conference Finals.
6: Um, yeah, and, and when and when yeah. you get to this point of the, um, of the bracket, because I think it's pretty clear that the two best teams are probably still the Lakers and the Clippers. I just don't think the Clippers are going to take it too seriously. Um, but when you get to three through seven, it's really bunched up. So you're mm. kind of pulling hairs with— with whatever guy or whatever team you like and and with me it comes down to which player i trust the most and i like luca a lot i have them at fifth but I, I think that uh dame lillard right now is just a, a more uh reliable player you know in that situation when it comes down to it nuts and bolts i go with him so uh mavs five i got the jazz at six you have him at seven so again we're, we're right there for the most part um i got the Warriors seven you have them six and then we will at the suns at eight so Other than the Nuggets one, you're almost kind of right there. Okay, I thought I
1: was going a little
2: outside the lines with some of those, but all right, fair enough. You put it off long enough, it's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin
7: And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card.
8: Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it.
7: And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American
0: Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast and this time
1: And Stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon.
8: We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. Uh, All right, now it's time for the East. And I
1: will confess, the East is extremely difficult because there's so much uncertainty, right? I'm going to put the Bucks at one, okay? We know they try really hard in the regular season. That's the easy one. Tough one is number two. Now, the second seed this past year was Toronto. I didn't even think they'd make the playoffs when Kawhi and Danny Green left. Well, number two this year, I know they lost Gordon Hayward. I am taking a flyer on the Boston Celtics. Yes, the Boston Celtics, second seed in the East. Again, they lose Brad Wanamaker, who was like their backup point guard. However, they bring in Tristan Thompson, who I like only because they need a big guy. Remember, Daniel Theis, Theis, whatever that big guy is. He got pushed around and bullied in the bubble. They have no depth at center. Tristan Thompson is like almost a goon right now. I don't know how he's gonna feel having to leave the Kardashian to go across the country, but I think as long as he, you know, it's a good solid player. This is gonna be Jason Tatum's show. Okay, he's gonna be like an MVP contender. Uh, Kemba Walker hopefully stays healthy. I- I'm I'm in on the Celtics. I think they could get to the finals. I've got him too. I'm gonna go with the Nets three, and I'm sure this is gonna be torn to shreds because. We don't know what we're getting with Kevin Durant off the Achilles. Um, We don't know if they're getting James Harden. Obviously, if they get Harden, this would help the Nets case at three, certainly. Uh, If you look at just the roster, they might have the most talent in the East in in terms of depth and talent. I I think the Nets are stacked. Can Kyrie Irving play with anybody? Who the hell knows? Um, Number four. Now, this is a mild surprise. I know people are like, hey, we're the Miami Heat. I have the Heat taking a little bit of a step back. Little, not a big one. Remember, Heat were only the fifth seed in the East this past year. 44 wins. And then they went to the bubble. They go all the way to the finals. Um, you got Dragic coming off the injury. Jimmy Butler's going to be gassed. Um, Bam will have a target on his back. So I actually have the Heat falling one. I think the Sixers. I kind of like what the Sixers did. And somebody smart reminded me when I was texting some people about the East, and they were like, listen. Two years ago, this team with Embiid and Simmons, I know they had Jimmy Butler and Reddick and Covington. They were a freaky lucky shot by Kawhi Leonard in Game 7 away from getting to the conference finals. Where who knows? Maybe they beat the Bucs. And I don't see why they can't possibly make a run back. Now, they've had a lot of upheaval. I just think getting off the Al Horford contract is so important. Uh, they add Danny Green and Seth Curry like, you can say what you want about Danny Green, and I'm sure Rob G. will kill me for him in a minute. But he's a professional basketball player. So I like 39% from three this season. Um, Seth Curry, like, I like... I, I, They got depth with Dwight Howard at center. I think the Sixers are going to surprise some people. I have him fourth. I'm a big buyer in Daryl Morey. Not so much on Doc Rivers. So I have Bucks one, Celtics two, Nets three, Sixers four. I said the Heat five. And then after that, it's like throwing darts, basically. I, I, I guess I'll take the Pacers at six. I don't know. That could open myself up. They may not be very good. Um, pacers six. I'm going with the Hornets seven. Yes, sir, Bob. Yes, I did. Gordon Hayward. I'm all in, baby. Not, not LaMelo Ball. I'm all in on Scary Terry. Uh, Mr. Graham. Gordon Hayward. I think the Hornets shock some people and sneak in at seven. And I'm going with the Atlanta Hawks who spent all the money, Gallinari, Rondo, I- I'm fairly certain they're going to end up with Bogdanovic. Uh, they're not going to play any defense. Trey Young is, is an offensive wizard. But I think the Hawks sneak in at eight. Now, before fans of the Toronto Raptors come after me again, they lost Marc Gasol. They lost Serge Ibaka. And we're looking at a team, potentially, that takes a big step back. They're very old. Um, I don't know if they're struggling. Do they try to trade Kyle Lowry to a contender? You know the Clippers would love to have him. And now I thought this would happen last year and it did not. Um, I see the Raptors taking a step back and I have them missing the playoffs. Rob G, go ahead. Give it to me. Can't wait to get crushed for this one.
6: Well, now I know why our numbers in uh, Canada are so Ah. bad. Because you've ruined any kind of international relations we had with the people of the North. I got the Raptors at two. I think, oh, come on! Now, they are a regular season team. Like, like you said, like, yeah. you know, with the Jazz and, you know, those kind of things where well, I'm not really worried about them in the playoffs. Toronto is going to win a lot of games. Nick, Okay, Nurse time out. The- I
1: forgot to mention this, Rob G. They will be operating out of Tampa. So a lot of people will, you know, go after games, go to their house, see their family, blah, blah, blah. They're going to be in Tampa, Florida for the season, away from friends and family. Now, maybe their family moves with them. I forgot. I, I, that should factor in a little bit, should it not? They have no home court advantage. Um, I don't know. I forgot that. Well, add. they they were
6: also the team that went to the bubble, I think, three weeks before everybody else did. Yes. So I'm not as concerned about them. And like you mentioned, they're a veteran team. And I think Siakam is a very good player. I think he's probably the third Best yes. player in the in the East right now. Only because I, oh, I don't know. I don't know. Kevin Kevin Durant's coming off a blown Achilles.
1: Third best player in the East.
6: Yes. Is he better than Simmons? Yeah, he's better than Simmons. Better than Embiid. Better than Tatum. He's not better than Tatum. It, it, to me, it goes Giannis Tatum, Jimmy Butler, Siakam. or
1: Pascal Siakam. Get out of here! Jimmy, Come on,
6: Jimmy Butler is a tough player. He's a. We saw in the playoffs he's very good, but when you get the totality of the season, wow. Jimmy Butler is going to give you what nineteen and five. Listen, like, you what, dropped some hot takes here, bro. I mean, Pascal it,
1: Siakam, third best player in the East, maybe your hottest ever. In the
6: in the regular season, Pascal Siakam is a monster. Just like regular season Giannis is a monster. Now you get to the playoffs, that's where kind of things get a little bit tight and it's different. But if we're talking about just getting to the postseason, I got Toronto as the number two seed. I think Siakam is a big reason why, along wow. with uh Mini Fred Van Vliet. I shouldn't call him mini because he's like seven inches taller than me, but in the <laughs> NBA, he's short. Um <laughs> I am very surprised. I mean, in the middle again, we're all I have the Nets three as well, so we're kind of all in the in the same area. I'm surprised you're so high on the Boston Celtics. Because they are essentially losing Gordon Hayward. I don't think Gordon Hayward is that good anymore because ever since that injury, but they're losing him for nothing. You know, we unless this materializes into a sign and trade in the next few days, which I don't think is going to happen. Because mm-hmm. I think they'd rather have the trade exception than than, you know, Nick Patoom's aspiring contract. I don't think that's <laughs> gonna happen. But you're putting a lot of faith in a team that gave up an asset for nothing. Yeah, like Tatum is great, Brown is really good. I like Marcus. Mark. I don't think Kemba is as good of a fit for that team as he is as a player. I think he's a better player than he is a fit for them because they're at their best when Tatum has the ball. And I don't know if Kemba. Yeah. You know,
1: I'm looking at Hayward's stats right now. Seventeen and six. Like you, it's not that easy to replace that unless you think you know Brown and Tatum take the next step.
6: Right, exactly. So it, it, unless you're going to pull a Toronto, where collectively everybody goes up three or four points, but I don't see that happening outside of Tatum. I don't. I think Tatum's the only one you can count on. Um, I'll, I'll jump right to the bottom because this is where I'm. Sh- this is where I think I'm going to blow your mind. You have the Hornets and Hawks. Well, I was when we talked before the show. I thought the Hornets was your hot take. I didn't think Atlanta at number eight was going to yes. blow me out of the water the way that it did. I mean Trey Young might be the worst defender in NBA history. Oh, I know, I know Did that you he's Trey Young? I know that he's great for social media and you know he does it for the gram with the way he plays very flashy the kids love him but if you know watch basketball and you know that there's a whole other side of the court you have to worry about and he's the guy that you don't have to worry about on the other side of the court cuz he's so bad. I think the Hawks have done a disservice to him in his development by putting him in a situation to kind of do whatever he wants and freelance and put up all these great numbers that look good for fantasy basketball but don't really, you know, help to win. I think that's an issue with them. Hmm. So I got a shock though at number eight because at number seven, I got the Pacers and, and then you uh, don't have the Raptors in, I have the Raptors in. My eighth seed, I'm factoring, whether there's a trade or not, I think that uh oh, no, the Washington Wizards Ooh. at eight. I thought, I thought I, you were going Knicks. Wizards. Nah, All right, let's hear that. I, nah, and again, when you get to that part of the of the bracket, just like with the West, when you're you're splitting hairs with these groups here, and I think that Bradley Beal is the best player out of those bottom hmm. teams. And I'm assuming that John Wall is still going to be there. I, I don't know if they'll make the trade for Westbrook because I don't think they want to give anything up. And even if John Wall is 60% of what he was, that's a lot better than anything they had last season. So any kind of help you can give to Bradley Beal I think will be a good thing. I think uh, – I mean, it's <laughs> – Bradley? Huh. I just So I,
1: don't I guess – do you think Beal's in play for the Lakers in some package for Kuzma?
6: No, because they, the con- they don't have right. the contracts to give up to match. Yeah, okay. Um, if they get him, it'll be in free agency. What is that, in two years from now? I think he's still got a couple of years left. Right, right, right. Um, yeah, I think uh, – I would have loved to have seen the Warriors go after him, You know, but they used their um, – I mean, well, Wiggins is still in play, so you maybe get Wiggins and that Minnesota pick for Bradley Beal, and suddenly, hmm. you know, the Warriors retool. But um, assuming everybody stay healthy, and we can't project trades because that just would be too difficult, uh, I like the Wizards as the eighth seed in the East. Wow. Okay, so uh, you have no Hornets and no Hawks. No, I, and I, I'm actually higher on the Hornets than I am the Hawks because I think Did that, I hear you put the Pacers in there? I have the Pacers at seven. Mm-hmm.
1: Okay, yeah, yeah, interesting. All right, so not too much variety. We thought we'd change it up with a little uh, little fun with the NBA uh, heading into Thanksgiving week. All right, we will do a—are we going to do a show, Rob G., on Wednesday? We may. We're definitely not doing one on Thursday. Definitely yeah. not doing one on Thursday. You know, have no, fun have- with your family. What we could do, I guess, tomorrow is preview the three Thanksgiving Day games. Maybe we'll do that, Rob G., Maybe we'll we'll talk about it. Yeah, we'll talk about it. And, uh, you know, obviously you guys subscribe, rate and review, and uh, we'll talk to you soon.
4: The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best informed business reporters around the world.
5: We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means and why it matters every afternoon.
3: We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
2: Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Keebi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's Rappaport's Reality Reality Podcast.